I want to ask this question to, to y'all. What does it mean to be equally yoked? We're going to start with Shay. Shay? Oh, I got to start? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, uh, to be equally yoked. Okay! Yeah. Oh, okay. To me, to be uh, like-minded. <laughs> Like-spirited. Um... You want to have similar beliefs. They don't have to be the exact same, but when you think about it in the Bible, I think it was just in regards to your beliefs. Because when you are equally yoked, when you think the same, when you have the same train of thought, things just go smoother. So when I think equally yoked, I mean it just it needs to be on the same page, to be in the same bracket, to see things at least in a similar way to where you would be able to get along. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For me... Um, for me, I think of it as a scale of balance. So when you come into the um, the marriage or the relationship, you're looking for someone that's going to not necessarily have what you have, but they have their thing and you have your thing and together you balance each other out. And it's almost like you figuring out the process of exactly how to do that and when we're equally yoked, we become or as we, because it's not something that just happens either. So you balancing each other out, but you trying to figure out what is it that I don't have that they have and they bringing it out in me. What is it that they don't have? And I'm bringing it out in, in them. So for me, when I hear uh, equally yoked, I'm thinking of that coming together and it's a balancing act. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm going to read the verse of Second Corinthians 6 and 14. The Bible says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? And my, my thing is, I know we use it with relationships and marriage and stuff like that, but my thing is something like that is not – permanent i mean mm-hmm. i don't think just because you're married doesn't mean that you're equally yoked i, I think that's something that's going to change daily because you could be married mm-hmm. and not be on the same page you could have you have friends and you not be on the same page one day i think that's a, something that's going to 
mm-hmm. change throughout the years or whatever like that. And then I also think just because you both are Christians don't mean that you're equally yoked. I mm-hmm. mean, because mm-hmm. we can see people, you know, be Christians one day, and you see them five years later, they don't even go to church anymore. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that, that, that's something that that really changes. And I agree with you saying that it's, it's a it's a give and take thing. But I guess, like you say, like I we, think, you go. Uh, you say like you say what? Oh, you can go ahead. And go. <laughs> so I was just saying, like, um. Jaleesa said it earlier before we had our issues. <laughs> but, like, you have friends, and I have the same situation. I have friends now that I didn't have in high school, and I have friends that I had in high school that I don't have with me now. Mm-hmm. And it's because you move on, you mature, you find yourself in different places, you know, as you get older in life. And sometimes the people around you don't grow with you. Mm-hmm. They can't go on that journey. They can't. And so when you... Again, you find yourself unequally yoked um, with that person. It's not that it's, you know, that it's always going to change, but just you as a person, you change. So you have to find the people around you, and they have to be on the same level as you, or they, you usually find yourself putting those people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have friends, we don't always necessarily agree on everything, but the way in which we handle a disagreement would be in the same way. If that makes sense. Like you're you're allowed to have your own opinions. You're allowed to, you know, have your own feelings about things. You know, we don't all have to necessarily agree when it comes down to that nature, but in the way that we would handle situations, you find yourself hanging out with people who are yoked with you in that nature. Mm-hmm. And I'm a I'ma just add in on the marriage um side. I like how you mentioned um just because someone um just because you're married you're not equally yoked or just because you're christians are you equally yoked i remember um when Carrick and i first started um dating um Carrick is my husband and we didn't have the same necessary beliefs like we both believed in christ that he died for our sins and you know i was the church of christ Noah, and at the time i think he was attending um about this church every now and then and so my biggest thing was i'll never marry you because you not you don't go to the church of christ or you're not a christian as you should be and so that caused some some fire between us it was like well, what are we doing and i kept pressuring him like this is where you need to be worshiping this is what you need to be doing this is what you need and it was turning him and, and i didn't know it at the time but it was turning him away and so I stopped and I had to think about what are you doing? And my biggest thing was, am I even being an example to him to show him that this is the faith you need and this is, you know, where you need to worship and this is the life of a Christian and am I being that example or am I just pointing the finger and shaking, wagging my finger in his face that nope, 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 nope. And so when I realized that, hey, and he, you know, eventually he was vocal about it. Like, hey, I get it. I visit the church. I come with you and things like that. But these are things that I need to see for myself and see if this is where, what I believe in. So I had to literally back off and allow him to hear the word, believing in his own timing and, and pray that God would give him and spare his life so that he could be there. 
in all of that time, I realized that instead of me focusing on what Carrick wasn't in the aspect of what I believe to be a Christian, I was missing out on the good that he was doing in my life or the good and the positive that he was bringing out in my life. Because I have been the most impatient person. I can be over the top, um, not so much dramatic, but I like things my way. And Carrie was the one that came in that was like, hold up, it can't work like that. And he did it in a way that no one else had been able to do because other guys that I dated or talked to, it was whatever Delisa say, she's smart, she knows a lot, she must be right. And Carrie was that one to come in and challenge it. So he was able to bring out something in me and we started to balance each other out. It was things with Carrie that he wasn't, you know, used to doing. And we come from two different households. I come, I'm one of 12, he's one of two. So it was some clashes. I remember sitting in um, premarital counseling. And when we got there, Brother Bill was like, oh, we ain't doing the lesson today. Something ain't right. He already knew. that <laughs> So we look, I don't even remember in depth what it was, but I knew it was something that our yoke was off, basically. And when we went in there and we sat in there and we let everything out and we put it on the table and we had a mediator to come in and say, look, y'all can't go into this marriage like this. That was game changing for me because I knew right then and there to make this marriage work. I had to let some things go. He had to let some things go and we had to move forward together. And right now we're in year five going on six and our yoke gets all balanced. I mean, year four tore us up, you know, and it was because we had things that was challenging us individually. And we had to remember that in order to make this work, we got to choose to make it work. And that's like we Shay said with friends and any other relationship, it's the same thing. It can't be this give, 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 take, take, take. And you have to choose to be vocal in order to make it make it work and I know you know we saw at our own congregation how people that's not like-mindedness who have different agendas or have different opinions and different beliefs they'll run away and so right. I, think it's, I think being equally yoked has to be a choice it has to be something that you want to work work for just as much as it's a requirement and I think that's what Corinthians is, is saying that is more of a requirement for us. So that's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you said. I you say with, with marriage, yeah, you could be not on the same pages all times at all times and stuff like that. So I guess Oh it's, Jesus no. <laughs> but it's good to have somebody who when you're not when you're not where you're supposed to be they don't necessarily use it as, you know, a stepping stone to be like, look at you, you're not where you're supposed to be. I find mm-hmm. like, and, and, and that's what something like would bother me. Cause like, you know, Jordan and I got together in high school. And so like, we went through high school, we went to college. And so like, as soon as we graduated college, everybody's why y'all not getting married? Why y'all not getting married? And for the two of us, it was marriage was the stuff that we took lightly. So it wasn't something that we were going to just jump into knowing that, you know, where we were, we weren't ready. Because Jordan wasn't mm-hmm. in the church either. You know, he was um, AME. 
before this. And that was a hard transition for him. And it took me, I had to sit aside myself and say, wait, this is a huge transition for him. I'm asking him to leave something that he's done his entire life mm-hmm. to come to Church of Christ. And that was something that and he, he had been coming to church. He had been, you know, here and now he would ask people questions that he needed to ask. But we knew that it was different. And we knew that if we had a marriage, it wouldn't sit the right way completely because we weren't on the same page there. Um, mm-hmm. And because of my belief, because of Church of Christ, you know, we're so biblical. We're so by the book. There were a lot of things that we had learned differently, I guess, in life, mm-hmm. just in general. Um, and they created issues just in our regular relationships. So it's just like when you say equally yoked, it's kind of like it's easier when you feel yourself, you find yourself at least in the same pages and in the same frame of mind. Um, hey, when I lose my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> But basically, like, it just, it, it made it a little bit easier for us mm-hmm. um, coming into, and I didn't, I told Jordan, we got engaged before Jordan got baptized, but I told Jordan that we could not get married and have separate beliefs in that way. Because this is not something I wanted to, oh, you did? Y'all lied. He got back. You right. That's fine. He got baptized. We <laughs> was like, I didn't want to get married and be on separate pages. Because I have a friend that I grew up with in the church, and she has two parents that visit different places, and that was hard for her. And I told mm-hmm. Jordan, even though we are nowhere near having kids yet, it was just like, that's not something I want our kids <laughs> to ever have to, you know, like, yeah. fight for, deal with, mm-hmm. try to decide. That's hard for them. And that was the thing for me. Um, I would tell Carrie all the time, and you know, we had a premarital baby, and so... I felt I would beat up myself about that aspect, but I'm like, look, you know, we not going to have him choosing. And I was like, he not going to be going with mommy, David. And what's the difference? I was like, there is no difference. We need to have one belief and one faith because if it is all one, we need to do it as a family. And then, like, in hindsight, I was like this, too. I was like, I'm not marrying him if he's not in the church. But then <laughs> I knew I was lying to myself. I knew I would have said yes had he asked me to marry him before Girl, and he would have. Time. And, and I would have. have because in hindsight, and, you know, like we mentioned earlier, maturity comes with things. And my thing is, if I would have married him outside of him being in the church, that would have gave me even more motivation to say, you're my husband now. Just come with me. You know, like, keep pushing it. Come worship with me. Come, let's do this together. And eventually, we get there. You know, it would I would have found it as a duty, my duty to to make sure that at some point he could, you know, come and become a Christian or whatever the case is. But, you know, hindsight, you know, it can be, it can be a be sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't. So, the reason this was important to me when I saw it on Facebook, mm-hmm. I, my little cousin called me this weekend, and she's engaged. She's not getting married until next March, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was fussing. She was like, well, I do this, and I do that. And she and an adult in her life got into it. And she was like, well, I'm always be this, this, this in the house. And I was like, pause. I say, the issue with that is if you are going to be if you're going to say you're Christian, if you're going to say that you're going to follow, you know, the guidelines that were set for us, 
your job as a wife is to submit to your husband. Yeah. But I think that people have a problem. I say the problem is, is when you, you don't submit because you didn't get in a husband what you were supposed to get or what you were supposed to, you know, make sure y'all were equally yoked on before you said yes. Because once you say yes, you are to submit to him. And that was something that I wanted to make sure I was prepared for. That doesn't mean that you have to agree with every single thing that he says or does because wrong is wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's more so, you know, you need to make sure y'all are on the same page. And I was like, that's something you're going to need to talk with him about because you need to be prepared to submit when you say yes. Mm-hmm. And it, it goes, it reminds me what you saying that it reminds me of the verse. I think it's in Ephesians when um Paul says, husbands love your wife like you love your body. Basically, when you love your wife, you love yourself. And we got to remember all of this comes together. Because I'm not going to be a submissive wife to a husband that doesn't love himself. Because then right. I, if you're not loving me like you should, that obviously tells me you're not loving yourself. So, no, I can be submissive in that manner. But I know, you know, this this whole feminism, um, feminism movement or whatever it is, it gets on my nerves sometimes. Because we are, uh, as women in that group, we're taking things sometimes out of context of what the woman is and who she should be. And I think the movement we need to focus on, you can be that woman and still be everything you need to be to your husband and your household or whatever. Because Carrick knew when he married me because I grew up, you know, coming out of um the country with a bunch of kids and then you're yes. me 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 I gotta do this for myself and he respected that um and knowing that this something you needed to do for yourself and guess what I'm gonna support you in doing it but when you get out of line I'm gonna draw you back and say oh you're going too far so it's nothing now that I won't do without the consideration of my husband and and I think that's the mind frame that we got to start realizing that when we moving away or we deciding to get married or we into this marriage, we have to have those daily and constant reminders that my my yoke might be off, but I need my spouse to to be that that whip that's gonna remind me, you know, that's gonna beat the egg and make it <laughs> to make it right or whatever the case may be. And I think it's only fair that we do that. And a lot of times we fail to communicate. Communication is a big deal. Um, it's the biggest any deal. kind of relationship. And I noticed um, me and Carrie last, was it last year? I think we did a, a little counseling session. And that was the first thing, um, you know, we were told, like, so how's y'all communication? Like, how's that going? And I was just looking like, how do you think it's going? <laughs> but but you know for someone to ask it and to know it's at the forefront of your mind that well maybe I should have said a little more maybe I should have did a little more or what was it that I didn't say or what was it that I could have said more so I think what we're talking about you know the the yoke and the being easy um let me easily equally yoke it comes back to what we're willing to give of ourselves and what the other person is willing to give of themselves. And it goes across all relationships, you know, and um, 
I just think it's a mindset that eventually we have to get there to choose. And it's, it's not something you can just do and say, oh, today I'm going to be equally yoked with such and such. When you know last week, such and such had you mad. <laughs> you know, so it's just, I think it's all about choosing. Yeah. yeah, but I also want to say that I don't think it's wrong for a Christian to marry somebody that's not in the church. And I don't think right. I don't think it's fair to say that you have to be a Christian for to have a successful marriage. I mean, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. that never even read the Bible, but they have a good relationship or that are yeah, good people. Yeah. I, and I just I'm think, a- you know, you could meet some. I have met people that I thought that was in church, but they just had good principles. They just had good morals. They, they didn't even yeah. you know go to church mm-hmm. like that. So I, I just mm-hmm. wanted to say that, that, you know, just because. Right. And that's why I mean, you know, like, I never had, I never had, like, I never said, like, man, the woman I married, she got to be a Christian. I, I never had that. I never had, I, even I though my dad so. suggested that, but nowhere in the Bible it said that you have to marry a Christian, but sometimes we put that right. on ourselves. So. I think it's, um, I think it's for us, and, I, and say you might can back me up or you might disagree. I think for girls, ladies, it's quite different. Um, our principles and what we hold ourselves to, um, as far as like who we're gonna marry, what we're looking for. I'm actually was um looking at one of those Bible plans that be on the Bible app, and I remember uh one of the people who did this uh they did one on marriage or whatever, and I was reading and she was like she had this whole list of things that she needed to have in the husband, right? And then the guy. He was like, nah, I just was like, whatever, you know? And so it was so funny to me because me and Carrie, we laughed and when we was reading it and I was like, that's so crazy how we, and I said, and it could just be women. We a little more ambitious. We got more to prove. We got more, you know, so. It's almost like more is required of us though. So naturally, I think that's what it is. Is we just naturally deflect to making these lists because we already feel like, it's going to be required of us. Right. And so, and and for us, I think that's a little different. And for guys, I think it's, you know, we, I'm going to love you regardless. You are who you are. And guess what? Whether you heal there or whatever the case may be, if we hit it off, we hit it off. And we have that as ladies, we have that, oh man, this is so good. We hitting it off. But do you have this? Do you have this? Right. And so that can be a double-edged sword for us, you know. And so I think it's it's time that we do have more vocal conversations and let young ladies know that, hey, don't hold yourself to these things. Allow guys to be themselves. You there to be they help me bring it out of them. If y'all hitting it off, keep hitting it off. Keep it, but don't stop your belief, you know, from, from being forefront too. Have them respected. And if they're not, then you you know you hold them accountable or you move on but and and like i said earlier in hindsight i know now i probably wouldn't have stopped myself from being you know married to carrick because of a you know you got to be in a church or something but i'm glad you mentioned earlier about the principles and the beliefs and um and everything earlier one of the couples that i like is will and jada and i remember listening to will talk about how he had to realize where he was and that his wife was unhappy and that his household was unhappy and some things he mentioned 
But um, today is my sister's, my oldest sister's um, 17th year anniversary. And they are new converts to the church. Like they... But they made a marriage work for 17 years. Yeah. And they were non-Christians before. They didn't even go to church. They didn't, you know, it was a lot. And I one day was asking her, I was like, girl, I think they was at year 15, two years ago. I was like, how you do it? I was like, because it's year three for me and Carrick, and I'm about ready to cut his head off. And so, you know, she reminded me, she was like, you know, at the end of the day, when my children leave, and, and they about, one about to graduate from high school next year, one is in college, and she's like, who is going to be me and my husband? Yes. Choose my husband every chance that I get. And she said, he do stupid stuff. I want to slap him up sometimes, pop him in his mouth, you know. And she said, but at the end of the day, this man has been the most patient with me. He has brought out the best of me when I lost loved ones, when I had new ones coming to the family. You know, and she's like, we had to move across the United States. We came back. This is who was with me. And she's like, I'm fortunate that God allowed us to be here for each other. So I think for us is, you're right. Like, when you can be easy. Eagle, um, equally yoked with someone and make it work for 17 years, some people 60 years, then your mom and dad just have a, what, 50 or something like that? Yeah, I think they made like now, 48. I think they made 48 this year. Yeah, I mean, that is amazing, you know, and I'll be struggling to get <laughs> someday, you know, and it feels like, but you know, in the end of the day, when you can remind yourself that this is a team and we're partners and we are here to, you know, do what we have to do for each other. It goes beyond Christianity. And I think it's just even better when we both can be Christian. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a icing on the cake. But it's not a mandate. Yeah. I was explaining to somebody that, like, something that I instill in my kids at school, but I feel like it applies to everybody, is the concept of yes. Like, you don't get it right now, but it's just that you don't get it yet. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you won't ever be there. And I think sometimes when, and you're right, Julissa, I've seen women who be like, oh, well, he needs four out of the five things, but he doesn't meet all five. He doesn't meet all five yet. You can't limit somebody to, you know, a list because nobody's perfect except for God and God alone. So mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, you, you have to give people time to develop. And like you were talking about your sister, even though they weren't in the church, even though they, you know, weren't in Christ, or as you said, um, they were still equally yoked in where they were, mm-hmm. which is how they were able to get their marriage to work. And I feel like people people run into one small thing and then they're ready to give up. Like, mm-hmm. I admire these couples that be married for 10 years now, but mm-hmm. definitely like these couples that are like 30, 40, 50, you don't see that anymore. Like, people get married and get divorced, but you got to be willing to move on and move along until they meet that yet, until they get there. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that yet concept. Yeah, true. And also, I would like to say, I think some people take take things too, too technical, I guess. I mean, we was having this debate about the same thing we were talking about at work a couple months ago. and uh, No, probably a year ago. And uh, some of my coworkers, you know, they were saying that that their spouse have to go to the same congregation, the same church. If, if y'all don't go to the same 
congregation, y'all unequally yoked. And I'm like, shoot. I said, man, my mom and dad have been going to different congregations for like 20 years. And, you know, they good. I was like, I don't think it matters what congregation you go to. As long as you in tune with one another, I mean, y'all both Christian, y'all have the same faith. I don't think just because uh, my wife want to go to this congregation that I should have to go to this congregation if I feel more at home at B congregation. You know what I'm saying? But if they're preaching the same thing. I heard thing, somebody say they get fed better from different people. So you go where your spirit gets fed. Yeah, because I would rather you be fed and in the marriage than for you to be you know, spiritually led and you just in marriage and not growing, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying some people take it like that. Like, you have to be, everything has to be one. Like, we not equally yoked if we not going to the same church every Sunday or, or whatever like that. And I, I don't necessarily agree with that because, like I said, I've, I've been through that. I've been through my dad going to North 32nd and my mom going to Hollywood. And, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's the same. But it should be the same. Let me say that. It should be the same. I mean, if the Church of Christ is the Church of Christ, it doesn't matter where it's at. We're supposed to be all under the same doctrine. You know what I'm saying? So it shouldn't it shouldn't matter. But also, I would like to pose a question to y'all then. We say, does God, does God, how can I word this? I'm trying to word it right. <laughs> Okay, does God acknowledge marriage of people who are not Christian? Wait, does he what? Does God acknowledge weddings, marriage to people that are not Christians? I think he do. I think he holds us all um, accountable if that's something you decide to do. Because um, like Shay said, now that she got this principle of yet in life, <laughs> Um, I think that even though you don't know when it will happen, but he's still holding us accountable for the decisions and choices that we make. At the end of the day, if you decide to get into that marriage, you're a Christian or not, that's going to be something else that I think at Judgment Day, he's going to say, you treated your wife well, you treated your husband well, you held to your, um, your contract, your marital contract, you did what you were supposed to and I mean, at the end of the day, you know, he's the one to judge, but I still think that when you take that step of being married, he recognizes it. I was about to say, um, Brother Brown said this on Wednesday night during a Bible study. He was talking about how sometimes, and it like, it really upsets him. And I mean, I get exactly what he was saying. Sometimes you see people who aren't, you know, Supposed like so-called Christians that will treat people better than people who are in the church will, and so you you don't know like how people treat you know each other outside of when we leave that building. Some marriages just work because people like Julissa said earlier, and Neil was saying you just have good principles, you just have good morals, you just know how to love in general. But marriage is marriage. Now I get confused when you start talking about you know polygamy and all that other foolishness that people do over there. But as in a one in one marriage, yeah. you know, <laughs> man and wife marriage, I, I wholeheartedly believe God acknowledges that. Okay, so it, is it 
is it a, so it's not a sin to get married, right? It's not a sin to get married. To get married. Yeah, I need some. What, what do you mean? All right, I'm taking y'all. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta get in the car with me. We taking a ride. Okay. Oh Lord, here okay. we go. Let me put my keyboard on. This might be rough. Look, you put your keyboard on. <laughs> okay, so, so if it's not a sin to get married, and God acknowledges uh, people that are married that are not in the church, so if a person gets divorced. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, so ooh. Is, is a <laughs> if a person gets divorced, can they remarry after <laughs> after they've been it's baptized? In the Bible, that like you're not so. Isn't it like isn't the scripture that you're not supposed to like remarry a woman who's been divorced? It's in Matthew, I think it is. But okay, so this is so crazy. We were having Bible study one night, and so like Sister Spears. She was going to say something about it, but then Brother Bill was like, that's not the topic of the lesson. Like, when we have Bible study, we need to stay on the lesson because she was like, I read it, I read it, but I was like, man, I need to hear this. So my concern being me, and I talked to Carrick about this um, before, too. I was like, so Carrick, if we decide, and I was like, well, both of us, for this matter, we're in the church. I was like, so if we, we decide it's irreconcilable differences or something, that we decide, oh, we can't do nothing else but divorce. I was like, that means neither one of us supposed to get married again. So he was like, that's how he understood it. Yeah. So then I was like, well, what would happen if you and I got married and you wasn't in the church and we decide to divorce and you decide to get baptized after? God didn't wash away your sins because getting a divorce, from what I understand, is not a sin. It's a sin. That's what I'm saying. them being rolled away, you are free and stuff, you know, to get married. But I'm sitting over here like, I have never sat down and thought about that. And so it's like one of them things that go like in your brain. <laughs> and it be blowing my mind because I'm like, okay, um, like I'd be like, okay, so if we decide, um, or like you said, it could be like people that's not in the church, but once they self in and get baptized, I say it's a, I mean, it's one of them things, your sins washed away, you you in a new life. And if you find that person that's going to bring out the best in you and you decide to marry him, I think it's all good. But I might be interpreting wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that we were like, never really truly know <laughs> until, until that time. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you could look at it so many different ways. You get up there and judge me. But marriage hey. is... Marriage is not a marriage is not a sin, so it's like. So who who thinks that marriage is a sin? I'm confused. Right. No, no, but people. I'm saying if you're in in the church mm-hmm. and you get divorced, mm-hmm. you're really not supposed to. Oh, you mean after you talking about remarriage after a divorce? Yeah, not but, marriage itself. Yeah, but I, I was saying in in, in both ways because I'm I'm giving you two scenarios. One. The, the person that's in the church is marrying somebody that's not in the church, but you've been divorced already. But that person haven't. And you're really not supposed to remarry, but that person is get, just getting baptized. So can that person marry you? They not supposed to 
from what I understand. Right. That's the way I understood it as well. I think it's that person that has been married. So if I'm in the church already and um, Carrie and I um, divorced, neither one of us are capable of marrying, whether that person is a new Christian or not, neither one of us can marry them because we are still technically married in God's eyes. Okay, but then at what point does repentance carry you? If you repent of that sin of divorce, you know, how far does that carry you in that repentance? Well, I think that if we repent for divorce, that's our way we changing our heart over about divorce. And that means we're supposed to make it work with our spouse. With that person you divorced from, okay. The bills mentioned it one time, it did have some... Like, it's weird because the humanistic side comes in it. Like, if you beat my tail till I'm black and blue, you know what I'm saying? Like, Jesus didn't talk about that. He talked about adultery, you know? So yeah. what in what, like, my mind goes to, so exactly what is adultery? Like, is it the main But do you not then refer to the law of the land? Right. So it'd be so many that be like, oh, so if he beat me black and blue, like, he technically cheating on me with himself like because that's making him happy i don't know like it's just too hard we just started speeding down the highway look uh (laughs) the car the car car is swerving those are good questions though in order to not worry about these you know things just make sure you're doing what you gotta do in your marriage look i'm just like i i've I remember them talking about it one night on the Wednesday night, and I remember him, you know, talking about their verse and saying that, you know, it is some stipulations, but we don't really have say over who can really do, you know, and I think he was stopping the conversation because he didn't want people who was in that situation to feel some type of way, you know? Right. And I was just like, well... You know, for people, young people that's coming up in the church, there's something we need to talk about. Right. It or, needs and they to be need to be addressed. Because yeah. there's a lot of newly married couples in our in our congregation. I teach the teen class sometimes. And uh, once they transition in, out into the adult class and they start dating and doing stuff, you know, for single people like Yam Group, that's some good stuff to talk about and have discussion about. Yeah, I think. So I, it's much needed. Yeah, I think they really shy away from that, but I think we need to get to to the meat and bones because it's like it's a lot of topics in the Bible that we really don't talk about or we don't mm-hmm. address. It's like we just we just leave it there, just take it for what it is. But I think those are good. Hey man, when we was young, and Sister Young was teaching, we talked about everything. And she had sugarcoat jack for us that in that team class. class with that one. With that one, with that topic, I feel like if we talked about it and did the application and implications of it, marriages would work more. I think it was it's something that when we were talking about that verse and it made you know it started making your brain churn and it started making you burn and I was just like, man, this is making me even more accountable than what I thought I was. And I it thought it's post one. It didn't make me put my trust on. You know, so I think it can have its um, it can have its hurt when we talk about these. So now, a quick question, because mm-hmm. I know, like, as a woman, I feel like from the time you turn, like, I don't know, like, sixteen, and it's really before that, because they just kind of instilled in you. 
I feel like our parents raise us on how to be good wives. But, like, I don't know what it's like, of course, to be a boy, and I don't have any brothers. So I can't say, like, you know, what is it like to be a male? Like, do your parents specifically say, hey, one day you're going to have to be a husband. These are the things you're going to need to do. Uh, no, no, I mean, I guess you could say these are things that you should do as a man, but it's never look at things you could, you should do as a, a, a husband. And I would, I would, I would probably say that I don't think it's going on like, like what happened with you. I don't think it's like widespread like that, that are teaching, uh, teaching young girls and young ladies how to be wives. I think now, I think in our society, it's kind of looked at as, hey, you, you get you you first, and then, and then we get us. You know what I'm saying? It's never it's never like, hey, we're going to do this together. A lot of people are more career-driven than relationship-driven. They are. You know? and it's so, they are. You can go. I think it comes back to, like, what you said, too, how you reared or raised and for me growing up in the country and I, I was laughing yesterday because <laughs> I was talking to my agent and I was like yeah you know out there in the country the insurance people still come pick up the payment <laughs> you know out yeah. here it's like a deposit whatever you know so for me it was a lot fast paced coming to Baton Rouge growing up going to college here and I was tested a lot on dang, you know, this is way different. Like when I start going to the elementary schools and the school system out here, I'm like, whoa, this is so different from the country. And I think for me, it was that I wasn't so much told, but I had been away, veered away from how my parents raised me because I was so extra driven. Like I wanted to be successful first. So then when I got my relationship with Carrie, it was like, woo. This is a lot. This is more than I thought. But Carrie was raised differently. Like his parents, you know, their relationship and everything had a big effect on him. So Carrie was much more affectionate than me. And that was one of the things that um, with my parents, I didn't see as often. And when I start going around his parents and his family, I'm like, oh, so y'all all like this, you know? <laughs> and so for yeah. me, it was like, oh, this is a lot. Like in some days, it's still a lot. And and so I had to learn that, you know, Kerrick is a much more affectionate person than I am. I'm more, you know, but then it started rubbing off because his grandma would always tell me, oh, you so you do so good. Make sure my, you know, my baby graduated and this from college and, oh, you work so hard. And his sister would be the way, oh, you work so hard. And this why you So my mindset was always, I got to do this. I got to do this. And it wasn't really like... Oh, what your mama taught you? That's what kind of life you're talking about. So, so I think that's kind of in between it of I'm traditional, but at the same time, I'm more generational too of I'm right. driven, you know? And so yeah. it's kind of that finding your true self, I think it is. And it's okay to be traditional yet have aspiration because it's kind of like with my kids, I want them to be somewhat traditional but i want them to have their selves together but sometimes we need somebody else to you know help us see what we're missing and i i don't really know really like how it would have been without Carrie. 
because I really think that when God has a plan for you, it kind of sticks. And so I, I think said that the other day to Jordan. It's kind of like you just don't. And I think we we miss out when we try to wonder what it would have been like. So I think we need to change our mindsets about moving away from, oh, what this would have been like. Because then that could send you into anxiety or anxiousness or, you know, steer you in the wrong way than what you need. And I think um, for some of us, um, I think the older generation, too, they want our marriages and stuff to be somewhat like theirs and it's just not because you time change life change mm-hmm. it can't be the same it, it has to change i just had this convo the other day i was talking to jordan i was being funny but i was being serious on the low like at one point when i was in high school i wanted to go to cosmetology school but you know at that time it was like no you need to go into something different something that's going to get you more money and I was talking to Jordan. I was like, babe, these cosmetologists are out here charging $200, $300 for a weed. Whereas I got to go to work and, you know, in one day I might get that. Or in the course of two or three days. You know, for some people, so it's just like times change. And as times change, we have to change. And that goes for us as people and us in relationships. Yeah. So, like. So now for you, if you want, you could probably answer. Do you think with Mahogany being from a different state and you being from here, you think that changes some of the ways that you kind of deal with the kids or deal with certain things that you have, you know, we all see or have different perspectives because of cultural or regional differences? Uh, Um... Yes and no. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of different because uh, she's been, you know, in the church for for a long time. I mean, she grew up in the church, but she didn't get baptized till older. Me, that's all I know is Church of Christ. Like she was able to go to to different churches because all her family is not in the Church of Christ. So she, you know, she went to Baptist church with her grandmother before, and also went to the Church of Christ with her other grandmother. So it's like. It's kind of different because it's all I know is it's the church or whatever. I never, I probably visited a Baptist church maybe once or twice, but that was it. But far as differences, like, it's kind of different because my dad, our parents are different ages. Like, my, her parents are the ages of my older siblings. You know what I'm saying? And her, her grandparents is the age of my parents. So it, it, it's kind of different. It's kind of like I, I grew up. My dad is like old school, you know what I'm saying? You know, back then, you know, they was taught not to really show emotion, you know what I'm saying? So it's, I'm not, I kind of struggle with that now because I, I'm close with my dad, but I'm not close with my dad. Like we talk, but we might, our conversation might not last longer than two, three minutes. But I know he loved me because of what he did for us, you know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to break that mold because I know kids now right kids now need conversation they want to talk so I, I i'm trying it but it's still hard with me because i grew up my whole life not really having it so I'm, i know how my son kaden is i know he loves to talk so it's kind of a struggle because I, I want to talk to him but it's like i don't really know how because i've been this way i mean i i don't i'm not affectionate to where 
when I see my mother, I hug and kiss her. This it, it, never our yeah. relationship, even with my aunties and stuff. Like we was always taught to really, you know, to hold in your emotion. Like I don't, I don't say, "Hey, I love you, Dad." When we get off the phone, is it something that's kind of understood? And it's something that I want to break because I mahogany. I know when I hear her on the phone, every every time she, before she hangs up, she say, "I love you," and that's something that I never really done. You know, it's kind of still weird because I'm not really used to saying that word out loud. It's just, man, you, you show somebody you love them. But also, people need to hear those things. As far as, yeah. far as the kid goes, like, she has, I have a lot of siblings. She has a lot of siblings, too. I mean, in a way, like she said, she was kind of brought up the same way, too, of not showing emotion. So we both kind of struggle with that, you know, because it's like the kid, our kids need this to have that affection. I know... I'm kind of, I'm kind of learning better with Canaan because it's like I'm older now. You know what I'm saying? So right. I, I, I realized things that I probably should have done with with Canaan, but I wasn't at that space. So I, sometimes I kind of wish it's like, it's man. It's funny though because Caden is so loving. He's like extra affectionate. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like he's the and exact he will like opposite. run up to you. He will <laughs> hug you and and but that's funny though because that's how I am. Like, my mom isn't, like, this super affectionate person, but I am, like, beyond affectionate. And Jordan is, like, my mom. He's, like, his parent. Like, he's, like, his dad. You know, it's... So we had a lot to work through because it was, like, I wanted to be loved a certain way because I love a certain way. And that was something that we had to figure out. That was really hard for us. But, like, Louisa was saying earlier, communication. That was something I had to communicate that this is, you know, what I need or this is what I want. Yeah. Even if Jordan and I are disagreeing and we were having a knockdown, drag out argument, I am still going to say I love you at the end of that argument or at the end of that phone call. Mm -hmm. if, it's just, you know, you, you find what works for you. And it doesn't have like, work overnight. But yeah. you, you figure out what works for you and what works for y'all. And you just, I was talking to them, I never knew what the heck a love language was. So I was talking to my line sister one day. She was like, Lassa, so what's your, what's your love language? I was like, I don't know. What is that? And I, I'm so for it now because you you can't love someone properly and somebody can't be loved properly if they don't even know how to communicate what it is that they want in love in the first place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the other day, they had an episode on Blackish. I don't know if you guys watch it. but I watch Grownish. It's just talking. <laughs> Like, it literally was on what you just talked about now. Like, basically, him and his dad never had that. They loved each other, and they showed it in a way, you know, that they did. And, like, his dad was going through something, and it was like, the minute his dad started talking, he didn't know what to do, so he ran out the room. <laughs> and by the time he came back, you know, they had that heart-to-heart, -heart, like, we never did this before. We don't even know, but I know you need me and I'm here. And yeah. you know, it was right. different for them, but they were, like, you could see that it was awkward, but at the same time, and I know it's acting, but I like the show because it touched on so many things that not only that African Americans deal with, but what humans deal with, like, that is something that is really all the people that's in there, the baby boomers, stuff like that, it, it, it's crazy when you, like, go into detail or you trying to explain something. Mm -hmm. like, 
And I'm like, no, you don't have to do that. Just do this. And they're like, oh, we can just print more. And it's something as simple as that. And I'm like, so you know you didn't have to just print 100 pages when all you had to do was go here and print that one page you needed. And I think it's just a, a generational thing that, and my dad was the same way. My mom and dad have an 11-year gap. Um, so my dad is older. And so he, you know, he is a little grumpy or sometimes. And I'm like, <laughs> do and so I have to remind myself because I look at Kira's dad and she's like yeah my daddy and then I gotta remember that oh yeah my dad is like 10 11 years older than my mom your dad and his mind frame you know, is different and my mom and I had I look sometimes at his mom and be like hey my mama be like this old lady but then I realized well my mama grew up faster more you know she matured faster and then all these kids even had, you know, like she was like mama in like the whole, her whole life. And now it's just kind of like that. I mean, grandma mode and my mother-in-law, she's a little different. You know, she still can go and do this instead. And she's a she more, oh, I did all this. I'm kind of one of those things that you got to choose what you want to and I think when you put in the work, it's going to help. And I think God knows what you need for the fact that Canaan is like he is. He did that for you and Mahogany, you know? Yeah. So you can work on breaking in yeah. and being where he, you know, more affectionate. And it's not saying that you got to go all out and be, you know, <laughs> this care bear. Yeah. But it is going to bring out more in you. Yeah. I mean, also, I want to I want to uh, go into this topic because we're we're all married. I mean, I, you were saying everything doesn't have to be traditional. I think a lot of people. I want to say this too. It's not. It's nothing wrong with being traditional. I know some people that are around my age and they still do the, the traditional thing. Wife is at home and, my, and I work. But uh, was that even a question in y'all mind when y'all got married, or uh, of you know, for planning to get married? Like I'm a, I'm gonna stay at home and you go work, or I wanted to work. Or, was there even a question or you just had, like, I wanted to do this, like, you wanted to have, I guess, your own career, too? Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? If, if they ever came to ask you, like, I want you to stay home, I mean, would you be open to it? Can I chime in on that? Yeah. Go I, I respect Jordan so much because no matter what it is that I throw at him and I say that I want to do, he will find a way to support it. So when I say that, it's just like um, recently I was like, well, Jay, you know, I really want to bake more and I really want to get into that. Oh, and then he was like, well, Shay, if that's what you really want to do, he's like, we can work out a framework to do it. If I say that I wanted to leave the classroom today, he's going to help me find ways to leave the classroom. So in that sense of traditionalism, if I want to work, he was fine with me working. If I want to find a way to do a at-home business, he was fine with that. That wasn't something we ever had an issue with. But in regards to traditionalism, um, I was talking one day, like it was just post on Facebook and it really it rubbed me the wrong way on the low key. But it was like, I can't believe you women get out and pump your gas. And it was like something small like that. Like for me, like now me and Jordan are together, Jordan will get out and he will pump my gas or whatever, you know, just to be nice. But, like, I grew up, you know, my dad passed when I was 12. So I grew up once I started driving, doing all of that stuff on my own. 
So, like, that's not something I ever was like, oh, I need somebody to do that for me or somebody has to do that for me or I'm not going to be with them. I think in that sense, sometimes people, I mean, but again, it's the way that you're raised. I had a friend in college. She was like, girl, I ran out of gas. My my car was on E because my brother didn't take my car to go get gas. And it's just like, at what point do we say, okay, this is too far in us saying it being that traditional? Mm-hmm. Um. I remember uh, we had this debate about the gas thing, right? And so I'm like, so Carrie's best friend, which was the best man in our wedding, he's awesome. He and his wife, he got married last year, year before last. So they're different. Like, he, we was laughing because I always say, me and Carrie, I have a sense of urgency. So we don't have time for like opening the door, like before Carrie could even attempt to open yes, the door. Yes, that's me. I'm in the car. You know, that night they came over and they made it to the um door and she politely waited and that's them, that's their relationship. And so, you know, I found it cute. I was like, Oh, and I just laughed because I was like, Babe, like, you know me, I was you don't even get a chance to open it up because I'm like, Look, you jump in, I jump in and we go boom, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so like with the gas thing, it's like, you know, Carson to be like, My husband, can I pump the gas please? And I'm like, Yeah, if you want to, but I'm not about to be like Carson, anytime you in the car with me, you got to pump the gas. Like, you know, I mean, to me, it's always an urgency thing. So as soon as we pull up to that pump, I'm bump, jumping out, pumping his gas so we can get up and go, you know. And so, like, anytime we go to the gas station, of course, you know, most of the time, if Terry in the vehicle, he's going to be the one pumping the gas. But it ain't like this big old thing. I didn't have times when... I didn't been like, Eric, I got it, because he was reading or doing something, you know. And right. It's not even a big fuss, but as far as, like, the whole working thing, when me and Karen got married, we both wasn't in our careers that we wanted. So, of course, we knew that we had to work and build our empire and build what we wanted to make it work, you know. And so when it came time and he, you know, started doing his engineering thing, I made little comments like, oh, Lord, I just want to stay home. But my husband know me. He know that I'm not about to say it. Girl, you would go crazy saying it. Huh? Julie, I don't know why you lying. Like, you know, and so he knows things that I want to do. And in order to do that, we both in this day and age have to work. And we think about, I think it's all about what you're thinking about for your future and what works for you and your household. Right. We want to travel. We want to be able to help pay for our kids' education. It's so many things and variables that come into play, and I think it's not about so much being traditional, but having your your goals and and being that equally yoked, like we talked about earlier, and and being to come up with that plan that works specifically for your household. Like I'm not gonna ding you if you a stay home mom. I don't be like, girl, that's what's up. You know, I mean, first of all, it's hard. I met her at a birthday party uh, that I brought Robbie and Carson to, and she was like, girl, I'd be more burnt out from being a stay-at-home mom sometimes because it's like, she was you know, all the things that I need to do that if I don't get it done, I feel like I didn't do my part. And I'm like, that's crazy. And I'm like, girl, them, them clothes will sit there. And she's like, no, it feel like I do laundry every day. I do, you know. And I'm like, well, you don't have to. And, you know, since the virus, I've been a stay-at-home mom and working from home. But I got mad at Carrie last night for washing the towels. I was like, well, thank you. But you didn't have to do that because I felt like that was for me to do, you know. 
but he did it and I was grateful and I'm like that's one less thing I have to do but sometimes we get caught up in those roles or what we supposed to do with what we not supposed to do and I think that's crazy and if you can do it to make my life easier or I can do something to make your life easier then so be it but I feel like my if my spouse come to me or I go to my spouse and say look I really need to work from home or I need to be a stay-at-home mom, and I'm really serious about it, then something is going on that I want to talk about and know about. What's really going on? You know. Yeah. I would like to say, man, I I, I, I love for uh, Mahogany to work because it's different because she's been working from home. And yesterday she was like, because I'm, I'm still working and stuff like that. Yesterday I was like, you don't even spend time to me or talk to me anymore. I'm like, What? Cause I, I'm a type of person. I don't know. Do y'all husband do this? I I work outside, so I'm outside like ten hours out of the day. So when I get home, oh, he on that game. That's what he do. When I get home, <laughs> I'm I'm going. I say hey, then I'm I'm going to the bathroom. I, I'm going to take a shower. I might be in there for like an hour, but I need like some time to <laughs> to get back in mode because I'm at work. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I'm not yeah. I'm not able to just go because I haven't been. I haven't had time to myself because we can't we, we get two breaks out today. We get a fifteen minute break and a forty five minute lunch break. After that, we can't really be on the phone. We be on the phone, we we had to go to the restaurant and use the phone or whatever like that. So it's like you feel right. I feel like I miss out on so much on the world. So it's like, man, sometimes I just be needing that time to myself sometimes. And I feel like it's kinda easier when your spouse is working because they had a day and you know, sometimes when if spouse is not working, they've been, you know, waiting on company, so they be getting ready, you know, they want to talk, they want to tell you, and you just come home from work, you just want, you know, just to decompose for a little bit. That's why I say, I, I, I like it mm-hmm. when, I like it when she works. I mean, I'm just saying that. I can't wait for all this to be over. I, but, uh, I just talked to my, <laughs> I just talked to somebody about this yesterday. She was saying, like, you know, she had an issue. She was like, well, he comes home, and this, this, this. I said, pause. Something that I had to learn after marrying Jordan and just having to figure out life in itself, men need men time. And you don't want to give it to him, but you got to. You have, There has to be a point in time in his day because, like, Jordan, you know, he drives to UPS. So he's working all day. So he doesn't really have time. He can't stop and watch YouTube. He can't, you know, get on Instagram or whatever and, you know, just check stuff out and do the stuff that he wants to do. So he's just like, you know, he comes home, he gets straight in the shower. You know, and he'll be in there forever. (laughs) But it's like, I had to realize that's his wind down time. And then after he gets out the shower, he gets on the game. But And and they used to annoy the crap out of me. But I had to realize that that's him having his time. That's the first time all day out of whatever, you know, he didn't work 12, 13 hours. That's the first hour of his day that he had just for him. Yeah. And that that was was tough. Getting used to it is like. I was trying. We 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 working on it, but we we, we still want to be loved, though. We still want y'all to talk to us. We don't care if we both talking, so it's kind of like we always talking. Like we'll stay up to one o'clock in the morning because we like talking, you know. Or I didn't talk till I fell them falling asleep. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's one of them things that like. Um, when we both didn't have these long days or we didn't both dealt with stuff at work, we, we battled with the kids. 
for us is battling with the kids because Riley likes to talk and is very expressive. Thank you. And um, she's like me, and Carson is. He have his moments where he, you know, he want to talk or they want to play, and and so we like on the trampoline jumping. And I mean, the minute it could be quiet, the minute that they feel like me and Carrie about to start talking, Mama, Daddy, Mama, <laughs> Daddy, you know, you know. So it's like we battle with them. So I'd be like, okay, Carrie we gonna put them to bed and then we gonna talk and then we start talking and it's like whoa it's one o'clock in the morning or it's afternoon oh where did the time go and so like i think for us i think we just rather you know let it out and talk about it yeah and so we find you know we usually end up spending their time for hours maybe talking or whatever now, I'm not as good as, like, if I get angry or upset about something, I I get, like, a D-minded. Because <laughs> I'm not going to be, like, as vocal, like, because in my mind, I'm like, I got to figure it out and say, you know, like, without being explosive or, you know, like, in my brain, I'm calculating how it needs to be said or what I can you know coming out the wrong wrong yeah. it's the wrong way the, like when they first you know first when we first got married and stuff I was just like whatever you know like oh my girl it's my same battle that was me I was like well so you can't live your life like this baby marriage not gonna work like that you gonna have to hold your mule breathe first and we you. have been better um I don't always have a response and I think sometimes that's a problem too because like Carrie can pour out everything and for me it's like okay you're done and okay and I think in my mind oh he didn't let it out so that's the end like everything's all good but sometimes I'm learning now that I gotta take in whatever he's saying and I need to think about it or I need to say something in response that matters you know and so I think sometimes that could be a challenge in itself, knowing what to say or am I understanding what's being said and how it's affecting the other person. And I remember like telling him, I don't ever want to be that person that hinder you from being the person that you see, or I don't ever want to hinder you from having the growth that you need to have because I'm not needing to have And vice versa, you know. towards the end, like the last statement you said, I couldn't hear. Who, me? Oh, no, I just said communication is one of those things that has to be available when we're talking about creating this equal, you know, equal yoke. Yeah. That we talk about. Yeah, I, I have to deal with that, too, because I take a lot of stuff in. I mean, I don't really like to talk like that. 
lot of stuff I just take on the chin. It's like it's whatever. Okay, but I need to learn how to uh, express myself. Like you say, like like I said before, I just been taught to keep stuff in. Like, hey, if you if you say all this, I mean, you sensitive, you soft. So I just I just take a lot of stuff in. You know what I'm saying? Without communicating, but I need a something that I need to learn. Something that I'm I need to work on more. I'm communicating my feelings because I'm just so, I guess, to myself, I guess, because I'm just so used to just being by myself and not telling people how I feel. Because when I did try or past relationships, I was looked at it as as one way. So it's, it kind of molded me to the person to where I don't even express it. I just keep it to myself. Oh, you don't care? Uh, I mean, it is what it is. I just adapt. You know what I'm saying? I th- I think that's something that I need to change. I think a lot of men probably feel the same way I do. That we you know we keep stuff in. We don't like to communicate because we feel we'll look at a certain way if we do communicate. But I feel like it's power in communication. I think every everything starts with communication. I think in relationships, I think we we know what to do. I think sometimes the hardest thing is to just do it because yeah. because of your pride. You know you don't you kind of feel like you're less than or whatever if you if you take a back seat or you you know or you submit I guess like you said but you don't always have to be a woman to submit you as a man you could submit also if she's sometimes you you gotta let her win because that's what they say right what they say y'all it shouldn't be that. It I mean, should be happy spouse, be. happy house. But everybody it should be happy spouse, happy house. You yeah. right because like your wife's not gonna always be right. Like you just any yeah, person y'all always right, though. you can't always be the right person. But y'all always gonna be right though. Let's let's be honest though. Let's be honest. No, that's not true. No, wouldn't make sure I know when I'm wrong. Y'all and that's why right. our relationship works. Y'all gonna always be right, even when you're wrong. You're right. I, I know y'all you saying that it, it sounds good, but y'all always right. You know. you know I don't know about over there, but I know with us, Jordan be reading me like the book that I am, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But you still right though. It be hurting my feelings, but I be wrong. If I'm wrong. <laughs> things don't come around to make happy. Yeah. And I think I'm going to give everybody a closing statements on what I guess kind of give all in a nutshell what was said today. I mean, the theme of today's episode was being equally yoked. Okay, so if you had to give advice out there to a couple or young lady who's dating, who's looking to get married, I want y'all to give them or her the best advice that you can give her as what you've been through already? Um, For me, it would be don't try, don't let your marriage be someone else's marriage. And you look and you do like with everything else, you have your heroes and you have your idols and you have all of that good stuff, right? And it's okay to have those things, but your marriage is not going to be anyone else's marriage. And you got to come in there being your true self, believing in your spouse, 
them believing in you, that communication factor that we talked about throughout the um the cast today, just you know being willing and choosing, and I think when you can have your mindset on each day I wake up, I'm going to choose my husband, and this is what I'm choosing. I think it becomes easy, and and it is going to be challenging, but just like with anything, be committed and and give it your all. Just you know. And I think we'll be okay. Um, I guess my biggest advice would be that it's okay to be you, but also be willing to look in the mirror too from time to time. Like I always tell people, you know, if if something happens, if something goes wrong, ask yourself what was your part in it too. Because marriage is, mm-hmm. I when they say it's fifty fifty, you need to be able to give a hundred to one hundred. Like you need to be willing to. Meet your partner more than halfway because that's how that's what keeps you successful. Mm-hmm. Getting halfway where at least up, you know, you you'll stay married. But something about when you're willing to go more than just what you need to, I feel like it'll put you where you need to be and it'll make your marriage successful. And I think sometimes there's this stipulation that once you get married, all of your problems are gonna be like go away. Know that every day they won't be perfect, but like Jalisa said, every day make the conscious decision to choose that person. Mm-hmm. That was deep. What's yours? Play from your perspective. Did you put the music on on it? Oh, okay. I'm about to give you out my perspective. Oh, he get background music. All right. <laughs> <laughs> For the young men out there, out there. <laughs> I know I'm 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 in my I'm in my bag right now. I'm in my bag. For the young men out there that's looking to get married, I want you to know that you don't have to carry that much weight on your shoulders. That you have help. If you ever need help, ask for help. Don't be such of a man that you ask. I mean that you're afraid to ask for help. I need you to pray. You go to church, ask your dad, ask any father figure you have in life for advice, and you take that advice and you use it for your own. And I also want to let you know that black men don't cheat. What? Why is Jordan over here hand clapping? Let's talk about that. <laughs> and I want you to know that black men are kings, so you be a king. Treat your wife like a queen. I protect that your house. Yeah, that she is. And even when she's not, <laughs> she is. Ooh. That was dope right there, Ooh. huh? I know. Yeah, that was the one right yeah, there. Even when she not, she is. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yeah, I wanna th- Yeah, I wanna thank y'all for uh, oh being on this episode. I mean, I'm gonna have to get y'all back again. We're gonna have to talk about something else, uh something else. I think this is a good oh, time. Get us another brother. Yeah, brothers. yeah, yeah. Walking in, he was playing grass. He walked in on, on, on the end. He was throwing some. He was throwing some stuff out there. Yes, yeah, Jordan was too. He see, was over here timing. Well, if I would have known, y'all should have put him on the phone. Next time we're gonna have to, we're gonna have, y'all have it on speakerphone, and so I have mahogany here. Next time we we could do it. You know, young young married couples. You know, trying to make it work. Trying to do, you know, trying to make it work. Trying to make it do what it do. But it does, right? Yeah, right. Yes. 
get us a whole little channel, a whole little, yeah. little section of young black and successful. Yeah, because I do think uh, young married couples need to do things together. Uh, I need to talk to each other, man. You need to have. It's good to have friends that are that are married and all around the same age group. Mm-hmm. You know, it helps. Like you said, like-minded people. You know. Well, for that, I would like to say good night if you're listening to this at night. Good morning if you're listening to this, and good morning, good afternoon. Until <laughs> next time, thank y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.